the middle of the week has arrived, and we're the Y'all Show, talking about everything in the South, and we're going to be with you for the next two hours, bringing you all the news and information about Dixie right to your doorstep, or right to your car, wherever you may be listening to us today. Heck, some of you might even be working. Thank you for listening to the show all about the South. I'm John Rawl. We're glad to have you aboard. Our website is y'all.com. Our telephone number to connect to us 24-7 with a call or text is 803-816-1170. That's available to call 24-7. And you can call or text that number and let us know what's on your mind as we celebrate Holy Week this week. In fact, this is our final show for the week. We'll have encores available to our radio affiliates for Thursday and Friday, Maundy Thursday, and then Good Friday. Those who are Christians celebrate Easter Sunday, and those who are Jewish who are listening to us right now, you have Passover beginning at sunset. In fact, we've got some more information about Passover we'll share with you in a handful of minutes as we walk through the headlines. Of course, COVID-19, still the big newsmaker around the country. In fact, we've got a, a little bit disturbing information to pass along in regards to our black population here in America. They're getting hit more than other the ethnic groups and we'll explain and get some feedback from the current president of the american medical association dr patrice harris she's going to talk about that in an interview that she did on tuesday with cnn's anderson cooper we've got a portion of that interview we'll share with you here in just a moment also in this first hour of today's program we've got atlantic coast conference news jonathan lifeite of 24 7 sports and cbs sports digital is going to be back on with us to walk through some acc basketball news some departures to the nba as well as some acc football happenings in fact clemson hey if you're tiger fan times might just be just great on the death valley turf here in 2020 and wherever that may take you in the postseason all that coming up in our acc spotlight then we're going to get jonathan to stick around through a break and actually talk about one of the acc's greatest alums this guy was a fantastic southerner and did so much for the south his home state of georgia his home city of atlanta and of course his alma mater georgia institute of technology we're talking about the great golfer the greatest amateur ever in the history of golf bobby jones as this week we're supposed to be having the masters at bobby jones's golf club augusta national which he founded back in the 1930s and the Masters not going to be happening this week. It's been pushed back to November. But I'm going to get it, Jonathan. He's going to talk about Bobby Jones's connection to Georgia Tech and how the great Southerner, who was a lawyer as well, his legacy lives on with the Masters. In fact, speaking of the golf tournament, y'all.com's got some really neat stuff up right now about the Masters. And we'll pass along some of those stories toward the end of this hour when we have Jonathan talk about Bobby Jones, Georgia Tech, and the masters coming up in hour two of today's y'all show we'll start it off with hashtag huddle blue always fun to go on social media and find stuff to share with you there and then we'll wrap up today's show with precious harris nashville music line what's going on in music city well precious will let us know and that report coming up in hour two of the program don't forget our website is y'all.com the ultimate guide to the south all right looking at headlines from across the southeast as the coronavirus deaths continue to spike and we're now over eleven thousand deaths in this country one disturbing story that's popping up that 
we really didn't pay much attention to in the early days of this virus is just how big of an impact it might have on some of the demographics of our country. And in particular, black Americans, black Southerners are actually feeling the effects of coronavirus more than any other ethnicity, as the rate of deaths and illness among black residents is very high. That's why New Orleans is getting hit extra hard. That's why New York, the area there, is getting hit hard. Chicago, also big time. Black residents have accounted for 72% of the deaths from COVID-19 complications in Chicago, and 52% of the tests for the virus in Chicago are from the black residents there. Now, why is that a big deal? Chicago's black population is only 30%. And again, 72% of Chicago's deaths are blacks. And that's un- unsettling there in one of our biggest cities in the country. And this, of course, is going on throughout the country, not just in Chicago. You're seeing problems in Detroit, New York City as well. And even the governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, has told reporters that his state is responding to the disease's impact on minorities by reopening hospitals that are in those communities and targeting directly into the black community. And one way they're going to try to do that is send some of these ventilators and masks and the PPE stuff straight to minority communities because, again, they're the ones it looks like are getting hit big time by this. Detroit, which is about 80% black, has recorded over 5,000 confirmed cases and 186 people dead from COVID-19. That's there in Detroit. And white the white residents, which are 23% of the cases in Detroit, but 28% of the deaths compared to blacks there in the city of Detroit. So we know in some of our large cities, the black populations are getting hit hard. And I would expect here in the south, you're likely to see that even in our rural areas. We have real problems for everybody, but the black community especially in fact patrice harris who himself she is a black woman she is the current president of the american medical association the ama and she is out right now talking about the coronavirus's impact on america but specifically black americans and black southerners and dr harris was interviewed tuesday afternoon on cnn anderson cooper took time to talk to her and let's go now and hear her take on how the coronavirus is so deadly and is affecting blacks so hard. Here is your current president of the AMA, Dr. Patrice Harris. It's not that African-Americans are necessarily more at risk. It's really about those pre-existing conditions, hypertension, uh, diabetes, uh, obesity. It's also about the jobs. You have uh, over-representation from communities of color in those uh, jobs and workers that are still out there working that don't have the privilege of staying home. And I also have to say, Anderson, it's about misinformation. I spent the first two weeks of this pandemic just on a personal note, more even so than in my professional capacity, uh, telling uh, people that it is absolutely a false rumor that African-Americans could not be infected with COVID-19. So we have to make sure that uh, accurate information is out there. Dr. Patrice Harris, the current president of the American Medical Association, talking to CNN's Anderson Cooper on Tuesday about how the virus is so deadly to blacks especially, but of course, lots, thousands and thousands of Americans are dying right now as a result result of COVID-19. Now, unfortunately, we've had two Mississippians pass away, a couple there who were married 
for over 50 years, Jerry and Francis Williamson, they just died in the North Long Beach area of Mississippi. That's on the Gulf Coast. And they had actually been on a cruise, and they both died this week. They had fallen ill from the virus during this cruise, and again, had been married for 50 years. And you know what they did? They died, sadly, holding each other's hands. They both died from the coronavirus. I know, I think Jerry was from Tuscaloosa originally, but they lived there on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And after 50 years of marriage, this couple, the Williamsons, dying of the coronavirus at the same time. Isn't that scary? Isn't that awful? Now, one good news from the coronavirus, one one person, at least from the South, that's recovered from it and is now volunteering at his local hospital is Rand Paul, the senator from the great state of Kentucky. He was officially declared uh, recovered from the coronavirus, and he went and started volunteering at a hospital in Bowling Green, his hometown. As remember, he got uh, tested back a couple of weeks ago and back in March was confirmed to be positive, becoming the first case of COVID in the U.S. Senate. And Rand Paul, who's a doctor, he's an eye surgeon, is now volunteering at the TriStar Greenview Regional Hospital in Bowling Green. And while the Senate's on break amid the coronavirus outbreak, Senator Paul, has, who's worked in emergency rooms early in his career, is now helping out volunteering a great gesture by the U.S. Senator there in western Kentucky, helping out after, again, coming down with the coronavirus. I assume he can now help out in ways others can't because he's already recovered from the virus. Good on you, Rand Paul. Now to the impact, the financial impact that the virus is having across the country. So many industries, so many people who are working people, small businesses, all they're feeling the brunt of the virus and the shutdown that's come. And we know that the coronavirus outbreaks triggered financial losses that could total more than $100 million at some colleges. Yes, colleges are also feeling this big time, most of which have dismissed their students. They're not going to be back in school, not only for this semester. Most of them are already kind of planning on canceling the summer sessions or at least having it only available online. That dilutes revenue streams they were counting on. And, of course, a lot of them have lost lots of money on the loss of athletic contests where they don't have the ticket sales. They don't have the March Madness going on like we would normally expect. And you're seeing colleges, especially private colleges, really, really feel the brunt of this. A $2 trillion rescue bill that was signed by President Trump at the end of March provides $14 billion for higher education. The American Council on Education, which is an association of presidents from colleges, had requested $50 billion, and again, only got $14 billion in this package in what they call its woefully inadequate now, we know that even big schools like Yale University are feeling the blow, but here in the South, our smaller schools are being hurt, and even our HBCUs in Columbia, South Carolina at Benedict College, officials there expect to lose $2 million in housing refunds out of a $52 million budget. The school's already under financial strain, is now looking for ways to cut costs, and says it will pursue layoffs if needed. In Jackson, Mississippi at Millsaps College there, which is a, a, I think it is a, what is Millsaps? Is Millsaps a Methodist school? Historically, I think it is. My apologies. I know they're the majors. Uh, that, that gets me back in your good grace there, Millsaps. Millsaps, which has had a hard time keeping enrollment up for many years. It's a very, very prestigious academic school there in Jackson, Mississippi. They expect to refund a million dollars in housing fees out of a $33 million yearly revenue. 
So Millsaps is going to have a hard time surviving this. Again, most of your public schools are having hard times. Your private schools are really going to suffer. And don't be surprised if you see not just a handful, but a lot of colleges literally shut down as a result of the coronavirus. It's a tough time right now. It's also been a tough time trying to get masks and face shields to those in the medical profession with the shortages worldwide right now. And NASCAR is actually trying to help out as they're using some 3D printers to create masks and face shields to go to doctors and other personnel around the country. And a recent guest appearance from Eric Jacuzzi, who is with NASCAR, and he was on Fox and Friends this week. He's a senior director of aerodynamics with NASCAR, and he says that they're hoping to make personal protective equipment and help these workers in healthcare fight against the coronavirus. Jacuzzi said that after they'd made 200 to donate to the local health group, orders have been pouring in from across the country ever since. So NASCAR taking a, a good opportunity to do something different. I guess most of these shops have 3D makers and their large 3D printer, uh, these large 3D printers can make about three shields every two hours, shields that medical professionals could then put to good use. Keeping our helping out in North Carolina spirit going, let's go to Greenville, North Carolina. And just down the road from Greenville, you'll find Newburn, North Carolina, which is the hometown of Pepsi-Cola. And believe it or not, Pepsi bottles are now being used to make face shields for staff at Greenville Hospital, at the hospital there in eastern North Carolina. As Pepsi's partner with Pepsi of Greenville and Florence, South Carolina, as well as Carolina Canners, and they're donating more than 1,200 two-liter bottles, and this bottling group is now making face shields for healthcare workers in local hospitals. The Vidat Medical Center has requested the face shields made out of Pepsi bottles, and it looks like a, a good thing. Who knew that your Pepsi bottle could turn around and be a face shield used by medical personnel? So hold on to that two-liter bottle and make sure it goes not necessarily to be melted down and used for something else. Right now, we we really, if if they're using it there in Greenville, North Carolina, and in Newburn, what a great thing that could be useful in your hometown. Now, stories outside of the coronavirus to pass along, and sadly, we now know that in East Tennessee, a fatal shooting there, a fatal shooting after a person fatally stabbed people at a Knoxville truck stop. And this happened at the 7210 Strawberry Plains Pike address where the TBI is investigating where a man shot was shot and killed after fatally stabbing three women and then hospitalizing a fourth at this truck stop early on Tuesday. As the male stabbing suspect was shot and killed by law enforcement officers, The pilot is where this happened. The company CEO is Jimmy Haslam, who also owns the Cleveland Browns. He said, today is a difficult day for the pilot company, which is actually based in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're devastated to confirm the loss of three team members and the injury of a guest after an act of violence at our Strawberry Plains, Tennessee location. It is with heavy hearts that we extend our deepest sympathy to the family and loved ones of these victims. Again, three people stabbed to death at the Strawberry Plains pilot station and that's in east tennessee just to the roughly east due east of downtown knoxville maybe 10 miles off of i-40 heading east out of knoxville toward kodak and gatlinburg a awful situation there with three employees stabbed to death and then the man who did the stabbing being shot down and killed by law enforcement 
Now, gun sales are up across the country right now because of fears from the coronavirus. And in Virginia, which, of course, was making headlines just before the virus broke out with their measures to stop the sale of guns or limit the sale of guns, at least there's new numbers coming out of Virginia that show gun sales have surged there during this coronavirus pandemic as there were 80,000 transactions in the month of March. That was a 75% spike over the month from last year, from March of 2019. It's the highest total gun sales for any month on record since state police started tracking purchases in 1990, 30 years ago. So we know now that people are definitely buying guns. I had heard that, but even in Virginia, you're seeing those kind of staggering numbers, people arming themselves because some people feel like i've got a buddy of mine he says that this could be the end of times and he wants to protect himself and hold on to whatever he's got valuable and not let some knucklehead or knuckleheads come try to take it from him hopefully that's not going to happen now let's talk about some higher institutions some maneuvers going on at our southern higher institutions the president of the university of texas greg finvis is now going to leave his post there in austin to become the head of emory university in atlanta georgia and emory which is a private research university made a financial officer they made a financial officer to dr finvis and he says he couldn't refuse. His annual salary at the University of Texas was almost a million dollars a year, $945,000. And Emory's been looking for a new president since the current president, Claire Sturck, announced that she would retire in August. And, of course, Finvis, during his time at UT in Austin, was known for stabilizing the leadership there after years of turnover. And one thing that wouldn't they wouldn't have to deal with as president at Emory that he's having to do at texas of course is a winning football team emory to my knowledge doesn't have any division one sports at all they don't, may not even have division two but now the texas president how about that gregory l Finvis, now taking over at emory in atlanta good luck to you sir as you make your way from the state capital of texas to the state capital of georgia a passage in the NFL family, Bobby Mitchell, who played in the NFL in the 1950s and 1960s for the Cleveland Browns and Washington Redskins, went on to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Bobby Mitchell has died at the age of 84, and a true loss there for the fans of both the Browns and those Redskins teams of the 1960s. He played his college ball at Illinois. His hometown was Hot Springs, Arkansas, where he starred in baseball as well as football, enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame back in 1983, and now has passed away at the age of 84. NFL great Bobby Mitchell. We told y'all this is Holy Week. Christians celebrate Easter on Sunday, and starting this evening at sundown, it is Passover, as Passover begins this evening and lasts until Thursday, April 16th. Passover, naturally from the book of Exodus, where God helped the Israelites escape from slavery in Egypt by inflicting plagues upon the Egyptians before the Pharaoh would release the Israelite slaves. The last of the plagues was the death of the Egyptian firstborn. The Israelites were instructed to mark the doorpost of their homes with the blood of a slaughtered spring lamb, and upon seeing this, the Spirit of the Lord knew to pass over the firstborn in these homes, hence the English name of the holiday, Passover, and that happens again this evening and lasting about eight days. Christians with Maundy Thursday on Thursday, then Good Friday on Friday, and then, of course, Easter Sunday is this coming Sunday, a day to celebrate, even though 
many of us are stuck at home and have not a whole lot to do. Thankfully, because of the World Wide Web and the Internet and apps you can put on your phones, you can actually watch your favorite church service or go searching for church services, and you too can have a good Easter Sunday if you'd like to do that. I encourage you to follow my lead. I got me a seersucker suit that I'm dying to put on for the first time in about six months, and of course, Easter means you can wear seersucker. So I'm going to put on my seersucker, might even put on the old bow tie and fire up my favorite church service and pretend I'm sitting there on the front pew. Something I never do when I'm actually in a real church. I, I don't sit on the front pew, but yeah, Easter, a lot of times people have to clamor to get whatever seat they can find. You don't have to worry about that this Sunday, y'all. And I don't, I'm not sure if Jews go to synagogue during the time of Passover. That's something they traditionally do at home, but I guess the Jews of the South also don't have to be fighting for a spot there in their local synagogue as Passover is going on. All right, Tigers have been in the news, and that's because of this thing, Tiger King, that's on Netflix. And how about a discovery coming from the state of Texas? As authorities had a raid this week, and while they were searching this Texas home, they found a bobcat, a kinkachoo, porcupines, llamas, emus, a deer, They even found a Bengal tiger, a white Bengal tiger, while they were searching in South Texas here the other day. DEA were doing the search arrest, and they did this in Mercedes, a city of about 17,000 along the Mexican border. And narcotics investigators found, again, all these animals, including a beautiful white Bengal tiger. How about that? confiscation coming from the customs and border protection service right here in the middle of a pandemic the the officials there i'm not sure where they're going to end up putting that white tiger but what a beautiful animal and of course you're i guess tiger king proved here in this country you can own tigers although you're not supposed to hold some of these animals in fact the two deer were being held illegally without permits and i think the tiger was there maybe officially The game wardens had to euthanize the bobcat. Man, I'm not sure what happened to the white tiger, but we wish it the best. I'm sure it's going to a local zoo there in South Texas. How would you like to be on that raid? And you're going there to maybe find drugs and a darn white tiger sitting there staring at you. That'll make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. You know what else will make your hair stand up? When Jonathan Leifheit drops by the Y'all Show. He's our ACC insider. And the Atlantic Coast Conference basketball and football notes that Jonathan's got on his desk are going to be shared with all of us right after this break. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. 
Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I am doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called Irritable Bowel Syndrome with Constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. And we are the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Talk about everything going on in the South and beyond. And the NC State Wolfpack, well, they're going to be losing a player that they thought would be, I guess, suiting up for them as he's going to be going on to the NBA draft. This is our ACC Spotlight. I'm John Rawl, now joined by CBS Sports Digitals and the 24-7 Network's Jonathan Lifeite. And Mr. Lifehank, yes, NC State signee Josh Hall says he's going to go on to the NBA draft process while maintaining his college eligibility. I'm a little confused at this. Is he coming out of high school or is he transferring into the program? Uh, no, he was uh, – uh, what he's planning to do is is basically explore his position in the NBA draft and then – what he'll do is not sign with an agent, not sign any, you know, get any money from anybody. And then if he gets good, favorable feedback that he's good to go for the draft, then he'll do that and forego his eligibility. Um, otherwise, he'll withdraw from the draft and, and, uh, and, and end up at NC State. Okay. Well, he prepped at Moravian Prep there in North Carolina yeah. in his senior season and hopes to play basketball somewhere now one reason i'm a little bit confused and maybe you can help me out with this jonathan have the rules changed now in college basketball where you don't have to i guess it's more of an nba rule you don't have to go to college to go to the nba no that is correct you do not have to go to college um they did have some rules in place for a while where you either had to go and stay for like two or three years or something like that um or not go at all and they had some players that just didn't go at all kobe Bryant is an example yeah he didn't he did not go to college at all there was a few others as well that, that did the same thing so 
uh, from that standpoint, they they did have some things in place. I'm not up on their current rules in terms of their eligibility, but um, I, I there is that's, there really doesn't seem to be any restrictions on when you can uh, uh, you know when you can declare for the draft, and you don't necessarily have to go for a year. Okay. Well, Mr. Hall, a six foot nine forward, ranked 36 nationally by 24/7 Sports. That's Jonathan's website. Really strange to see a kid coming out of high school who's only ranked 36 nationally. Not that that's a bad thing. 36 is pretty good. But he's still competing with all the guys coming out of college and international players trying to go to the NBA. So somebody must be telling him some stuff on the inside that, hey, Josh Hall, you you got a real good chance to get drafted. Uh, More than likely, there's a bunch of of handlers and and what I'm going to call entourage-type people who are clinging on that are trying to cash their check. Uh, on Mr. Hall's uh, um, uh, fame, so uh, that always seems to lead to a bad, bad outcome for for the kid. Usually, okay. Another player entering the NBA draft. Well, this one makes a little bit more sense. The Louisville Cardinals, Jordan Mora, and he's going to be going to the NBA draft after an All American season for the Cardinals, and I think he was also an All ACC player for the Cardinals this past year. A native of Buffalo. New York playing planning on going to the NBA are you surprised by this uh, not really he was uh, quite a quite an incredible player for uh, for for Louisville as you mentioned uh, all-american player um, and I believe he's he's been at Louisville for I think this was the last two years it might have been his third year I can't remember which but um, you know he's he's ready for the NBA he's you know he's a player that uh, um, you know he, he should get while the getting's good and, and he's got a you know pretty good I think he'll he'll do pretty well for himself okay and last year for the birds he averaged 18 points and 7.7 rebounds per game shooting 44 percent from the field six foot seven is this talented basketball player looking to take his talent elsewhere now let's talk a little bit a little bit of a different scenario for the duke blue devils patrick tape has recommitted to coach k's program after first committing then withdrawing his commitment from the blue devils what do you know about this columbia university graduate transfer yeah he was uh had a really kind of a breakout year last year um and then this year continued that and was a kind of an all-conference type player and uh um, duke is really looking for some leadership and you know, kind of a kind of uh, I guess looking for, for someone who can provide that level of experience. Uh, they've got a really talented but young back, uh, front court, and uh, Tape will provide kind of that uh, some of that leadership and maybe steadying uh, influence uh, on on the youngsters. All right, and he's a six foot ten former Columbia Lion there in the Ivy League, and as a graduate transfer now, pledging his love to Coach K and the Duke Blue Devils wish him well on that transfer now to syracuse and they've had a transfer into their program as illinois's alan griffin son of raptors assistant adrian griffin is evidently syracuse new york bound and i actually saw him play on tv at least earlier when the season when it was actually going on jonathan i don't know if you remember when there was a 2019 2020 college basketball season but he played for the illini there in the big 10 alan griffin a six foot five guard with a 41.6 percent three-point shooting range as a sophomore he'll have two eligibility two years of eligibility left to play there in the carrier dome for the syracuse orange average 8.9 points and 18 minutes per game off the bench for the fight in Illini this past season. 
Jonathan, let's scoot on over to talk a little football, if you don't mind. That's not asking too much, I hope. Not a bit. All right. Clemson, surprise, 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 old Gomer Powell would say. Clemson, an early favorite to dominate the ACC here this fall. And Jonathan, experts are saying they're also the likely national champion of the 2020 college football season. Well, I mean, what can you say? They've got it rolling right now, and uh, uh, they've certainly got a, a tremendous amount of talent, and they've got a good coaching staff. They've got continuity there, and, uh, yep, they're going to be the favorites on all the way around. Okay, there are some pundits there, I think, in the desert who've come up with this win total projection for 2020 and Clemson at 11.5 wins, and that's better than Alabama's 10.5. Florida's got a 10-win projection. That team in Athens has 10 wins projected. The defending national champion LSU Tigers projected from Caesar Sportsbook with only nine wins. And I don't see any other ACC teams in the mix here. So Clemson, like we said, the likely ACC champion. And thanks to Trevor Lawrence, the veteran quarterback coming back, as well as veteran running back Travis Etienne. Yeah, the Tigers ought to be rolling again here in 2020. Now, the real question is, Jonathan, are the Clemson Tigers and every other college football team going to have a chance to actually have a 2020 season? And Dabo Sweeney says there's zero doubt that college season, it will actually happen here this fall. Zero doubt, well, according to Dabo. I'm glad he has that much confidence because I certainly do not. And uh, I'll tell you why. If you start to look at kind of what's been going on, most colleges now are, are having to look at what they're going to do for the summer semester. And uh, most of them have already moved to online for that. And that begins to push into, all right, when do things end? When are they able to get you know folks back in when when does when does the the, the situation start to die down and and uh, right now they're talking about a peak uh, and that's the peak coming up here I think around uh, end of April ish on the on the whole situation and if you look at how long it took to go up how long it's going to take to go down uh, you start to do May June July that's another three months taking us three months to get to this point that's going to be pushing it really hard and if we have any kind of surge whatsoever a second wave as it were i'll be very surprised uh, i would not be surprised if they don't push the season back now what i do think may be more likely is is we may actually end up with a reduced season um i don't think they'll cancel it altogether, but i do think it would not surprise me to see uh uh, kind of a, a like a conference schedule only kind of kind of deal mm-hmm. have you heard commissioner john swafford say anything about all this stuff going on because i haven't seen it maybe you have uh no he really hasn't had much to say publicly about you know and i, and I think what they're doing is is behind the scenes based on based on everything i know is, is they're just kind of monitoring this is going to be a call that the university presidents are really going to end up making I, I don't see how it'll be a kind of at the commissioner level this is going to be about at the at the president level so more than likely you'll have a call with with all of the presidents of the acc trying they're going to figure out what they're going to do and and more than likely you'll see probably if one conference goes in a particular direction it wouldn't surprise me to see see them follow the question will be is who who kind of blinks first on makes a decision and and what is that decision and i and i think we're still probably um, a couple months out before we have to start really thinking hard about you know whether or not whether or not we even have to make that decision okay 
Is there anything going on that you're aware of with any of the football stadiums right now, like a construction project or something like that, that would be impacted by maybe how they didn't project that there would be even a coronavirus, obviously, so these projects might be interrupted and they're not going to be finished even if the football season started on time? Well, not within the ACC that I'm aware of, so I don't think there's any uh – any issues there within the conference i couldn't tell you nationally if there might be there probably are some some things they might have been planning to do that that have been put off now um but i don't think there's anything major that's going on okay that's good news to hear jonathan your cohorts at cbs sports have penned an article and i want to get your opinion barrett salee wrote this the ncaa coordinator of officials says coaches and players will cut down on faking injuries in the fall of 2020 has this been a, an ongoing problem people faking injuries yeah sometimes they'll do that and sometimes they'll do that particularly when you have a a team that might be running an up-tempo offense and they felt like they need to get maybe maybe they don't maybe the team that's on defense doesn't have as much depth uh, and they feel like they need a breather and they'll have somebody fake an injury just so that they can get the, get their teammates a rest um, kind of in the middle of a drive or something like that. So I wouldn't say it's a huge problem, but um, it, it used to be probably worse. I can't remember um, who it was that I remember that would would do that pretty regularly, um, but there was an instance in the uh, conference where where you had somebody that was was kind of pulling that on a regular basis. The guy'd go out for a play and then he'd come right back uh, and then do it again and again. So it was kind of a kind of a weird situation there. And oftentimes this happens with up tempo offenses and with the yep. turnover we've seen in coaches in the ACC and more. Who has the award for the most high octane offense entering twenty twenty? Well, I mean. <laughs> If you're talking ACC, it's got to be Clemson. They're the one scoring the most. Well, I'm talking about trying to get out there and go quickly, quickly, quickly. Is that Clemson's offense too? Um, Yeah, they do that a pretty good bit. They do like to run it quickly. In the ACC, uh, Georgia Tech now likes to run pretty good tempo. Um, North Carolina used to, um, but not as much now under Matt Brown. They used to run a a pretty up-tempo. I'm trying to think who the other ones might be that, that run really kind of an up-tempo, I, I think that's probably it. We'll have to see. I would expect uh, Florida State will probably start running that with uh, Mike Norvell. He ran a pretty pretty up-tempo office, offense at, uh, at Memphis as well. Okay. And I don't have to ask you who's got the most high-octane defense. That would be Coach Venables in that Clemson defense <laughs> and him jumping up and down and screaming and everything else he does out there. But he gets well-paid for that act. Yeah, that he does. Miami also runs a pretty good defense. They they've been saddled with such a horrible offense. I'm I'm amazed that their defense has held up as well as it has over the last few years. Let's put a little positive spin as we wrap up our ACC discussion with Jonathan. By the way, we're not done with him. We've got another segment that ties into the ACC, but it's really about golf. So Jonathan's going to do double duty for us here on today's Y'all Show. But congratulations to Bronco Mendenhall and the Virginia football program. They're the new recipient of the ACC's Game Changers Award for the 2019-2020 season. Jonathan, help us out. What is the Game Changers Award? It's really uh, about off-season. I mean, excuse me, off the field uh, accomplishments and things, and and uh, Broncos done a great job of of kind of promoting promoting um, you know charitable work and and community involvement uh, amongst his players off the field, and and that's what this is all about is rewarding rewarding teams for for doing good works off the field. 
and i know oftentimes the cavalier football family will gather around with young kids and they'll put on costumes and have a good time there on the practice field and representing uva well your coastal division champions of 2019 the virginia cavalier way to go who's on and off the field well jonathan when we come back after this little timeout, we're going to keep you on the line we're going to talk acc but with a master's tent because this is supposed to be master's week over in augusta and unfortunately with the virus that's not happening until november and we hope it happens in november but we want to find out what is the acc connection to augusta national golf club well jonathan's got the answer and a lot of great golf history and all that's coming up after this break A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Now, isn't that just a fantastic song coming out of a commercial break? And you should be hearing it this weekend on CBS Sports. In fact, you probably will be. Now that I think about it, I'm sure they're going to be playing old Augusta National Masters Golf Tournament episodes from past years. If they don't, they should. If not, they ought to hire me to be in charge of programming there at CBS. But Jonathan, Life Fight, we're wrapping up our conversation with our ACC insider, talking a little Masters and a connection to the Atlantic Coast Conference. Of course, not too hard to figure out. Bobby Jones, the founder of Augusta National Golf Club, of course, a Georgia Tech alum. He went to Georgia Tech back in 1918 to become a mechanical engineer, got his degree from Georgia Institute of Technology in 19. 19- 22 and of course it was this atlanta native that went on over to augusta back around 1930 or so and helped start up this nursery turned it into a unbelievable golf course and his footprint there in augusta lives on in the masters tournament each and every year jonathan my question to you how known is it within the georgia tech family about bobby jones being a student and what is he how, how do you see him honored there on the georgia tech campus uh, well, it's extremely well known, and uh, so uh, I mean, it's uh, it's hard to find an alumni that wouldn't be aware of, of, of who Bobby Jones is and, and you know where he went to school. So I'm sure there are a few, but nonetheless, uh, everybody knows that really, really, really well. And then your second question is: is uh, is there anything really on campus? You know, um, there's really not any big memorials to him on the campus. Uh, that I'm aware of. Um, they've got others that are there, but uh, uh, I do know that, you know, there's the uh, Bobby Jones golf course in Atlanta uh, right there off of uh, Northside drive. That was, uh, I think he originally designed um, at least part of it. Uh, so that's definitely there in Atlanta and named after him. And then um, numerous other, other, you know, places he's got a lot of courses. It was pretty, uh, 
uh, you know, obviously fantastic golfer, but he also went on to design um, a lot of different places. I believe East Lake Country Club, where they hold a number of PGA events, uh, was another Bobby Jones uh, design course. So his influence, his presence is uh, very much felt in the Atlanta area and uh, very much, uh, very much apparent. Now, I had no idea that East Lake, of course, I did know that that was, I guess, his his club. If you're going to pick a club for Bobby Jones in his prime that he would have been mm-hmm. playing at. But ultimately, that club, I think, originally might have been the Atlanta Golf Club or something like that. Well, it ended up being shifted north to Johns Creek area. And I guess it's Duluth. There's what is that course up there? The Standard Club. What is it called? I believe it's the Standard Club or Georgia National. I'm not sure which. It might be Georgia National. I went to a wedding there a couple of years ago, and I didn't realize. I knew it was a very, very fancy golf course, but we're talking about the Atlanta suburbs where people have lots of money, so it wasn't yeah. surprising that it would be a fancy golf course. But it was in that golf course there that they had a lot of the Bobby Jones memorabilia on display, and that is, I guess, the golf course that Bobby Jones kind of transferred his – main loyalty to because east lake that area of atlanta kind of got out of control at some point and even though the golf course is still there it's not exactly one of atlanta's most uh, prominent neighborhoods i don't think anymore well it's a actually it's it's a neighborhood that is roaring back right now oh, it's is an area it? that yes that area is is heavily undergoing gentrification and has been for about the last 10 15 years still to your point there for a while it was a, a pretty rough area East Lake was still there, but they went underwent a renovation and then were able to track some PGA events back in. Um, and all of that has has uh, really kind of uh, rejuvenated that area, and there it's a much better area than it was. Still wouldn't wouldn't qualified. It's you're not going to be mistaking it for a for a high end neighborhood, but nonetheless, it's uh, it is a much improved neighborhood over it was 20, 30 years ago. Okay, now it's Johns Creek that's going to be sinking fast, right? Uh, no, Johns Creek is not going to be – none of them are. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. Well, Bobby Jones, of course, he won that Grand Slam of golf in 1930 and then immediately <clears throat> retired from the game of golf just after that and then went on to practice law as he went on to Emory School of Law and Harvard University after graduating from Georgia Tech and practiced law for many, many decades and, of course, helped found Augusta National Golf Club. And, Jonathan, the interesting thing about Bobby Jones, I guess because he was an amateur, he could have played golf at Georgia Tech, but did he actually play any sports? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I, I'm not sure that they had a golf team at that point oh, okay. uh, in time. So I believe he was still an amateur and just playing there. So I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. I'm, I'm and I'm I'm uh, pretty disappointed in myself for not knowing that whether or not we had a golf team when he was there. Well, he was inducted into the Georgia Tech Athletic Hall of Fame in '58, but that might have been because of what he did away from the institute instead of what he did at the institute. Because absolutely, like, I think you bring up a great point. I doubt they had a golf team way back in the 19 teens. As he, yeah, he went to Georgia Tech right at the end of World War II or World War One, so that yep. makes sense. Jonathan, real quick as we wrap up, you gotta you gotta showcase your Georgia Tech love and maybe some golf uh, love. Let, let's let's tell everybody about some of the great Georgia Tech golfers that are out there. I, I mean, well, first off, you got uh, if you remember back when uh, Tiger Woods broke in, you got David Duvall, mm-hmm. um, Stuart Stuart Sink, who. Uh, who uh, I believe won, uh, I believe it was the British Open not too long ago. 
Uh, there's another one, Matt Kuchar. He's, he's another one that's out there. Cooch. Yep. There you go. Uh, and then uh, uh, Charlie Reimer played for a pretty good bit back in the early '90s. Um, and then going back, uh, and there's an older older guy that I cannot, and I'm blanking out on his name right now, uh, but he played, I believe it was like late 70s, early 80s. Um, so there's a long history of uh, Georgia Tech grads in, in the on the PGA Tour. Yes, there are. In fact, one of my favorites out there on tour right now is the only golfer that I'm aware of that does not wear a hat, a three-time NCAA All-American while at Georgia Tech Ollie Schneiderhands, and he there you go is a darn good golfer. Still, to my yep. knowledge, has not won big. He has one win on tour as he won the Air Capital Classic back in 2016. But hopefully, he'll get his chance at one of these majors real soon. But Jonathan, we appreciate it again. This was supposed to be Masters Week in Augusta, but Augusta's golf course there has a heavy Georgia Tech presence. And that's why we wanted to showcase the great Bobby Jones, the founder of Augusta National and arguably the greatest golfer ever as we wrap up our ACC Spotlight with Jonathan Lightfight. Jonathan, have a great Easter weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. Sounds awesome. You guys have a great weekend as well. Thank you, sir. And that will conclude our first hour. When we come back in hour two, we've got hashtag Blue headed your way, and Precious Harris will be on with all the latest from Nashville, Music City, USA. All that right here on the show that's all about the South. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. And we're back for a show that talks about the South. We got a whole nother hour to do that. Hello, I'm John Rolfe. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We accentuate Dixie each and every day, although we won't be doing that live, at least on Thursday and Friday. We'll have encores available for you to listen to as we're going to be off for Monday, Thursday and Good Friday. But we'll be right back here come Monday. Our podcast listeners, just hang on to Monday. And those of you who listen to us on our great radio affiliates will likely have an encore available for you Thursday and Friday. So, Happy Easter, and again, Passover begins this evening for our Jewish friends of the Southeast. Let's start off this hour of y'all at our favorite time this hour of each week when we have hashtag hullabaloo, a look on social media where we find just some of the darndest things and just share with all y'all. And we start off today with a podcast in mind. This comes from Pain in the Pod. That's P-A-Y-N-E, Pain in the Pod, at Pain in the Pod on Twitter. And Pain in the Pod, who is that? It's Mary Payne Gilbert. That's her middle name, Payne, Mary Payne Gilbert. 
And Mary Payne Gilbert can't stop listening to podcasts, and she can't stop talking about podcasts. Now she's sharing her obsession with you, and she does that through her podcast site, Pain in the Pod. Check it out on Twitter. And here's what she wrote, okay, on her Twitter account, of course, talking about a podcast. She writes, y'all obviously know I'm from the South. I'm thrilled to have Brandon Schnecksnader from At So Go Podcast on the podcast tomorrow to chat about how he and his sister have combined music, research, and traditional storytelling to provide to these Southern legends and tales. Again, that podcast is So Go Podcast, and it's from Brandon Schnecksnader, and he's a guest with Pain in the Pod, and you can go check that out on Twitter. And I haven't listened to it, but again, if it's combining music research and traditional Southern storytelling, it sounds like a good listen. And we're all about options right now. We are in a time where a lot of us are looking to do things a little bit different, including maybe you've never listened to a podcast before. Well, here's your chance to listen to at SoGo Podcast. Also, let me remind you, it's also a good time to listen to the Y'all Show Podcast. Yes, we're right there on social media. You can find our podcast at y'all.com. Just search for Y'all Show there, and you'll see it. We even have our own little tab on the top of y'all.com. It says Y'all Show. But also, in addition to that, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. We're on the iHeartRadio app and the TuneIn app. All you have to do is search for Y'all Show, and our audio podcast is right there, ready for you to listen at your leisure. It's a great addition. We have a lot of listeners. We appreciate all of you who listen to us via the podcast. Of course, we're on radio stations, too. And even if you listen to us on the radio, thank you for that. But let's say you get interrupted, you got to go into a meeting, you got to do homework, you got to take your daily nap right in the middle of our show. (laughs) Then the podcast gives you a chance to go back and listen to the Y'all Show whenever you want to. And it's a really neat thing. So, of course, listen to us on the radio station live if you're able to. But if you miss out, we're always there on podcast form. And it's a wonderful way to stay on top of everything Southern. Y'all Show on podcast check it out all right let's move on from podcast talk to let's talk what's going on with texas lady hawk and that's h-a-w-k-e hawk texas is the twitter account just here to talk about nature food gardening and all the things that make life beautiful hashtag gardening hashtag animals thank you hawk texas for that very inspiring at least profile you have there on twitter now texas lady hawk writes broke into the dry goods and made a nearly vegetarian red beans i wanted to try some ham broth and bacon lard the taste is all there just no andouille and ham or andouille sorry just no andouille and ham pretty tasty hashtag southern and they've got right there in a on their link there a video of a nice, beautiful steaming pot of this vegetarian red beans. And as Texas Lady Hawk admits, they did have to try some with ham broth and bacon lard. And since they didn't have ham or andouille, they didn't have that to throw into that pot of vegetarian red beans. But what a delicious looking thing to do. If you've got one good thing, most of us have likely somewhere stored in the back of our pantry, maybe a can of beans. That's one of the best inventions ever. Red beans and chili. 
and you might have more red beans than chili you might not have the meat right now or maybe you need to run down to the local grocer and get you some but even without it as texas lady hawk is showcasing here through her video of her beautiful steaming pot on the stove there you can have vegetarian red beans and that looks beautiful thank you for sharing with us and and i'm gonna have to run down and get me some chili right now and let me remind you if you haven't heard me brag on these folks before i'll have to say wendy's has a delicious chili would y'all agree with me and they got some big old red beans in that wendy's chili so if you're in a pinch and you don't have time to make your own red beans or and chili go to your local wendy's and they've got even their small size which i think retails for about two dollars and 20 cents if my memory's right it's a pretty good portion and i think it's it's like the taste of home from right there at wendy's so even when a lot of our restaurants have drive-through options how about this to get you through the pandemic wendy's chili and of course if you're at wendy's you, you gotta get you a frosty now that's a power meal waiting wendy's thank you for having that and wendy's thank you for being open and all of our fast food locations and all of our local restaurants who are going the extra mile to be open right now and yes we are certainly in favor of you going and finding a local restaurant and especially if your local restaurant serves up beans and chili and i'm trying to think where uh, i can only think of one other place where i'm currently domiciled that has chili and that would be steak and shake and i'll have to say i think wendy's might be a little bit better in my opinion than steak and shakes chili that's one thing mcdonald's does not have and burger king does not have chili and i guess they put chili on sonic burgers and and are yeah on burgers and and hot dogs i wonder if you can just get a, a cup of chili at sonic i've never actually paid that much of attention to their menu but maybe sonic's an option but if we can support our truly local businesses and order up their chili that's an even better option let's go to wiley bo walker at wiley bo that's w-i-l-y-b-o and he writes on his twitter account welcome to voodooville turn on the radio and drive 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 well wiley bo walker is a musician and wiley bo walker like a lot of musicians right now have created a virtual tip jar through paypal and so you can go to his website wileybo.com and check out his music let me tell you about wiley bo walker what part of dixie is wiley bo from because if you got a name like wiley bo you got to be from somewhere in the deep south right well first of all his latest album is chattahoochee coochie man and that's from the album almost transparent blues and you can again go to wileybo.com and, and learn more about this song and get a listen to chattahoochee coochie man and one reviewer said absolutely amazing could listen to that all night cheryl scott wrote that wiley bo walker is an artist songwriter composer and performer noted for his character characterful vocals and swaggering live performances he's known for being a diverse and prolific artist and having a lot of fans i thought i think i saw he's got several thousand fans already following him on twitter and what part of the south is he from well it looks like he's from the south of scotland he's from glasgow scotland and he performs rock blues gospel blues classic r&b jazz americana 
I guess he's not into country music these days. Wiley Bo Walker. And from his huge New York-based blues and soul review productions to his British-based sound and his New Orleans-themed Rattlin' Bone Theater show, perhaps you've seen Wiley Bo Walker somewhere in Dixie, and it looks like he might be stuck over across the old English Channel right now over in Scotland, and he might not be able to get over here anytime soon to perform. So what he's wanting you to do is check out Chattahoochee Coochie Man and go to his website and learn more about his combination of rock blues gospel soul classic r&b jazz adult uh, alternative i guess triple a and americana music is all wrapped up into scotland's own wiley bow walker all right let's move on from wiley bow to talking about another character in music that i've heard of you've heard of perhaps but i don't know a lot about this character and it's worth talking about because there's actually a very famous lyric that mentions this guy's name. And it's from a guy named Charlie Daniels who talks about this guy. All right. We will talk about that thanks to Bobby Wilson 1004 on Twitter. And Bobby Wilson 1004 is a Southern gentleman who loves his family and, of course, the occasional cold beverage. And he says, go dogs. That would be, I guess, the Georgia Bulldogs is who he's talking about. Bobby Wilson writes on Twitter this week, Yes, I am. If you don't know this song, you got to listen to it. Hashtag Southern. And he's got a link to where they talk about Elvin Bishop. Elvin Richard Bishop. Elvin Bishop is currently 77 years old. American blues and rock music singer, guitarist, band leader, songwriter, original member of the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of that group in 2015 and the Blues Hall of Fame on his own accord in 2016. In March 1971, the Elvin Bishop Group and the Allman Brothers Band co-built a series of concerts at the Fillmore East. Bishop joined the Allman Brothers on stage for a rendition of his own song, Drunken Hearted Boy, over the years, Elvin Bishop's recorded with many other blues artists like John Lee Hooker and Clifton Shannar. And in 1975, he played guitar for a couple of tracks on Bo Diddley's The 20th Anniversary of Rock and Roll. He's also toured in the past with B.B. King. And he has had a music career that's lasted all these years, but he's not, of course, gone in to be a household name. Again, you might have heard the name Elvin Bishop, but you might not know the whole story of elvin richard bishop and that's why we honor him and we bring him up today because bobby bobby wilson that is brings it up here on today's y'all show and we just wanted to let you know a little bit more about this guy from history and how he might have maybe influenced you at some time or other he's actually a california native and he is a guy that maybe you might have heard him as he wrote and performed the song fooled around and fell in love and that was a big hit for him that others have covered as well elvin bishop some elvin bishop news coming from you today on today's hashtag hullabaloo let's move on now to brad trailer at bama trailer (laughs) love that twitter handle his real last name is trailer t-r-a-y-l-o-r and he's got bama trailer there's some jokes there i'm sure all right and i'm going to share with you 
something that I actually brought up on the Tuesday y'all show when we had our barbecue barrister Matt Hermans on. Did you realize, and I'm, I'm just going to have to read what Brad Trailer wrote because this is kind of a big deal. Brad Trailer wrote on Twitter this week, okay, people, this crap has to, got to stop. There's no Duke's mayonnaise at the grocery store. Hoard your toilet paper, but share the Duke's. Hashtag the South. All that from Brad Trailer at Bama Trailer. Yeah, Duke's mayonnaise which oftentimes is pretty hard to find let's be honest with you it's not easy to find duke's mayonnaise and as the more west you go the cf sour company i believe makes duke's mayonnaise out of richmond virginia but this company originally started in the upstate of south carolina and i know for a fact that when i lived in georgia a few years ago that's that's definitely duke's country and dukes was available in a squeeze bottle and a big glass jar they even had a light version a a nice beautiful citadel blue colored mayonnaise jar for the light version of dukes mayonnaise the other day at my local grocery store i found dukes mayonnaise but they did not offer the light mayonnaise version and they did not offer the squeeze bottle version of dukes mayonnaise and what i wanted was the squeeze bottle light version and that was really pushing it right (laughs) and they didn't have that all they had was a big glass bottle of duke's mayonnaise which is good stuff i mean it's the the granddaddy of mayonnaise in my opinion there are some people who won't eat something with mayonnaise on it if it's not duke's mayonnaise i feel sorry them i feel sorry when they go to a place like mcdonald's or burger king i don't even know if mcdonald's puts mayonnaise on burgers now that i think about it i know burger king sure does and 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 i know mcdonald's has their own special sauce like the big mac which by the way while i'm speaking of burgers at least my local mcdonald's they have now the big mac back in three different sizes they have the standard size then they've got the what do they call i better look it up big mac mcdonald's see who else is going to take time to share this with you here the little mac the little mac is the smallest mac which they should call it the mini mac and i had one the other day and it's 320 calories in case you're wondering what the the little mac at mcdonald's is so they got the little mac which is essentially one patty of meat with the same special sauce and cheese and even has the big mac small bun on it but it's darn good and only 320 calories then you have your traditional big mac offered right now i guess all this is being done for a limited time until they can bring back the mcrib (laughs) but also they have if you don't want to go small and you don't want to go average if you want to go big guess what they have the double big mac available at mcdonald's right now 720 calories the double big mac delivers the classic big mac taste but with twice the beef it comes with four all beef patties and big mac sauce on a sesame seed bun topped off with pickles crisp lettuce diced onions and american cheese Again, you can get this big double Big Mac as well as Big Mac and the Little Mac at your local McDonald's. I think this has been rolled out nationwide right now for you to enjoy. So, again, even if you like Big Macs, you're not going to find Duke's mayonnaise that I'm aware of served up on there. So, Brad Trailer, we wish you the best and good luck finding Duke's mayonnaise. You might just have to go to the factory which if i'm not mistaken it's still made in richmond virginia from the cf sour company that's going back quite a ways for me to pull that out but yeah you got to know your mayonnaise here if you're going to be in the south right 
all right let's go speaking of food let's go to cooking couture atlanta and okay so this is a instagram post that we're getting from cooking couture atlanta and they wrote on instagram this week way too nice out to be quarantined hashtag corona hashtag ready to get out yeah we feel you there also hashtag lifestyle and what they've got is a screenshot they're taking in atlanta cooking couture atlanta a screenshot where it shows that atlanta 79 degrees 79 degrees here early april is that not a great sign there let me go ahead and just pull up the atlanta weather forecast for the week and you got those temperatures hovering around 70 this day it looks like in the capital of georgia and then on friday a little bit cooler i think the high projected to be 63 but nice sunny skies and then over the weekend you're going to be right around 70 with some rain coming in on sunday afternoon it looks like in in metro atlanta but with temperatures around 80 degrees heck yeah it's a terrible time to be quarantined and way too nice out to be quarantined according to cooking couture atlanta we appreciate you sharing that also with the coronavirus going on this comes to us from dustin miles all right dustin miles writes on facebook this came from facebook this is hilarious actually it's a picture it looks like of milo's tea in the grocery store and there's a huge case that holds the milo's tea and guess what they've got a deal set up where you looks like you can buy two for six two for six milo's tea and i'm looking at about 20 bottles or yeah 20 i guess a, a two gallon bottles of of the traditional size of milk or i'm sorry it'd be a gallon not a two gallon it'd be a gallon of of uh of tea milo's tea and do you know what this case is about 75 percent empty with only 25 percent having the cases of tea are available for you to purchase and every one of those teas that are still in the store have a green green top on them they're all unsweet and that's what dustin miles is pointing out here on facebook he says with this picture of this empty case except for the unsweet teas he says we may be scared but we are not drink unsweet tea scared yet you're right on that a lot of people are not gonna they, they'd rather just drink water if they got to drink unsweet tea they, they want that sweet tea and they hoarded the sweet tea it looks like at your local grocery store there dustin miles but they left that unsweet tea nobody wants any of that right it looks like that way wherever that's coming from appreciate y'all sharing all the hashtag holy fun here on today's y'all show i'm gonna have to go get me some sweet and unsweet tea now after reading all that i'll tell you what we got a sweet tea not necessarily the drink but the person a sweetie and precious harris she's standing by she's got the nashville music line we got all the news coming from music city usa and we'll have that right after this break here on the y'all show asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street (laughs) now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved primatine mist the only fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter so whether you need relief of symptoms at the park (laughs) 
or at your kitchen table. Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I am doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called Irritable Bowel Syndrome with Constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The Y'all Show is back. It's time on the program that's all about the South to go right to Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee, where our Music Row insider, Precious Harris, is going to join us right now to talk about Nashville and entertainment and all that's going on. Of course, Precious has the iKnowCountry.com website, and that has 366 daily country music questions and answers. You can also Instantly download your ebook copy right now. The perfect thing to do with shelter and home. You can go to iknowcountry.com. Precious Harris is also a music career development consultant. She's got a great little business going where she helps new and aspiring artists and songwriters. Collegeofsongology.com is the website for that. And you can find her information, her blog at nashvillemusicline.com. Also, Precious each week, her column, Nashville Music Line, is posted on the pages of y'all.com and precious harris is joining us right now hello precious 
Hey, darling, how are you today? Well, I think we're all just hanging in here. It's all about just surviving these next couple of weeks, and that includes the country music stars, that includes me, that includes you, and everybody listening. Yeah, it's, it's, I see online, they have a list on countryaircheck.com of everybody streaming. And there was like six of my favorites all streaming at the same time. But if you're having a really hard time, because I know a lot of people are dealing with depression, being at home, things like that. If you got kids and animals, it's not so bad. <laughs> but I was Googling the live streams and I'm thinking, you know, it may be a rough time. But some of the best music that I would have never, never got to normally see come to some of my favorite artists who are also songwriters like Jordan Davis and um, Keith Urban. And, of course, Garth crashing Facebook and they had to do an NBC special on him and Trisha. I thought was pretty funny because it's only two miles from my house. Um, it's a shame I could open up my windows and hear it. Um, but, you know, of course, he's got his home studio. But it's a chance to reflect. You know, there are some things. Even though the parks are closed, like across the street, you know, from my house and things like that. But going outdoors is not canceled. That's not canceled, but the parks are. So, like you said, if we can hang in just a couple more weeks and just remember listening to music's not canceled, quality FaceTime with our families and non-FaceTime and reading a book, phoning a friend. I've got to talk to people I haven't talked to in a very long time because my life was literally very crazy. So there's a couple of blessings that's coming out of this, even though it it's a cloud, because Nashville is such a live music town, mm-hmm. and there's none of that here, as far as on the streets. But it will be, it's on you know the internet, but it's going to be soon. That's what just what we got to look to is just all, we just got to get through this. You know, let's try to embrace it. We're just being able to, you know, know that there is a lot on the other side by looking at some of the other outcomes, you know, so that's the way I'm looking at it. It's positive, positive, positive. And to take what you're saying a little bit further, I believe you came up with this. If not, we're going to go ahead and give you the proper credit on this thing. Going outdoors is not canceled. Listening to music's not canceled. Quality time with your families is not canceled. Reading a book's not canceled. Phoning a friend is not canceled. Singing out loud is not canceled. Laughing has not been canceled. Sharing hope with others has not been canceled. Let's embrace what we have. Dot, dot, dot. Precious Harris. Thank you, dear. Well, actually, a friend sent that to me. Okay. But anyway, but I will tell you why. I was, you know, I'm very close. Uh to the front lines because of the people that I work with. I've got two of my nurses that are singer-songwriters, you know, in my office. So I'm a whole lot closer to things than a lot of people are, unless you are physically working in the health care, you know, front lines. But, and I told her, like, she was talking about when she left work, you know, she was leaving work uh, really rough, you know, and then she gets to the gas pump. She wipes her gas pump down. She's got her gloves on and her mask and everything. And the lady comes out to wipe down the gas pump. And as soon as she turns the corner into her neighborhood, kids are playing basketball with their parents and hanging out. So it's literally like going from the twilight zone back to normal life. So um, she had come up with that after um, shared me and a friend of ours that we call us the three musketeers. We run around together and uh, Katrina, Tracy, and I. And so one of them came up with that for the rest of us because I can definitely 
understand from not too far away exactly that you've got to look at something positive because it's very easy to tip the scale to the other side. Be a light. It might be a positive to help tip the scale to the other side. What's be a light? Well, that's a new release from Thomas Rhett. And this never-before-heard song is going out with the help of his friends Reba McIntyre, Hillary Scott, Chris Tomlin, and Keith Urban. You can go to Thomas Rhett's website, thomasrhett.com. All proceeds from Be A Light go to Music Cares COVID-19 Relief Fund. The Recording Academy and its affiliated charitable foundation, Music Cares, have established the COVID-19 Relief Fund to help people in the music industry affected by the coronavirus disease what a great gesture there for thomas red and his friends with be a light oh yes you know and of course uh, where thomas grew up uh, center point road the, the name of his uh, last released album uh, is about one mile from my house yeah so when i remember meeting him when he was eight years old with his father because his father was working with my person uh one of the songwriters i work with at the time but just seeing what a wonderful man he's come in uh grown into it's not surprising and plus he was a roommate to one of my interns yeah. back in 2010 2010 he went to lipscomb university actually go bison hey uh-huh. speaking of be a light for the brand new billboard chart for this week be a light from thomas red is the highest new entry for the week at number 17 on the country airplay and it also debuted at number one on the country digital song sales chart so a song again going to the music cares COVID 19 relief fund be a light and the proceeds going to that wishing thomas red all the best on that. Let's talk a couple of country legends, if you don't mind, Precious. How about Charlie Daniels? He's given fans something to look forward to, although the coronavirus is canceling a lot of concerts right now. It looks like Charlie Daniels is all systems go for presenting his annual volunteer jam that will be headlined by the CDB, and it's scheduled for Tuesday, September 15th at 7 p.m. at Nashville's Bridgestone Arena. Now, is this a new thing that the volunteer jam would be at a big venue like the Bridgestone Arena? No, it was there last year or year before last. I was there. Uh, Charlie's people was very kind enough to give me a backstage access and, um, we were there, and but and everybody was there, like Blackstone, Cherry, and just some of the the more the outlaw boys. And of course, I don't, I haven't heard, I don't haven't heard that they're there yet. But I'm hoping they would be. Um, and it would, uh, I'm hoping they'll be. Oh yeah, they are. Marshall Tucker, mm-hmm. of course. I I love Marshall Tucker. I grew up with him. And um, but it's going to be uh, Delbert McClinton, one of my favorites. Um, Devon Almond and Dwayne Betts, which is Greg Almond's son and and Dickie Betts' son, Dwayne. Hmm. Um, so they're going to be there. And uh, I knew that Dwayne had actually duet, had had several duets with other people that was in that uh, Southern Rock touring circuit from the late 70s. I know that he uh, he did it with a, the kid that was actually named after the Marshall Tucker Band. His name is Tucker and his dad um is uh with Sid Yoakum, who was the tour manager for Marshall Tucker for 33 years till he died, and his son is named Tucker Yoakum. And I know Tucker and and Dwayne were doing some sold out shows down at the Acme Feed and Seed. And then you've got Miss Jenny Tolman and her dad and I, are really good friends. He's president of our NATD. Then you got Red Akins, which once again I watched him met him in the early 90s. Uh, Thomas Rhett's daddy, and then the Steel Drivers, former. Uh, 
band that uh, Mr. Chris Stapleton used to be with. So it's going to be a great show. And of course, who don't love Chris Jansen and the Gatlin brothers and Justin Moore and Trey Sackett. So it should be really really good i'm excited a star-studded lineup like you just mentioned trace atkins going to be as part of the volunteer jam on tuesday september 15th at bridgestone arena how about this charlie pride's also scheduled to be there as well as other country music legends mickey gilly and johnny lee and hopefully he won't be looking for love there that night but that (laughs) is scheduled for september 15th let's hope charlie daniels once again gets to host this annual deal or at least biannual deal that it looks like he's having from time to time and i gotta google real quick charlie daniels is the ripe young age of come on google help me out here you want to take a guess uh 83 you think he's 83 well i can't pull this up right now darn it everybody's on the internet my daddy's 81 okay well your daddy's not Charlie Daniels, so I can't. I know, but I'm thinking my daddy and him are about the same age, so I'm I'm thinking Charlie because he had a hip replacement when he was eighty something, so he's got to be in his eighties, early eighties. He might just be, but we'll have the answer for Charlie Daniels' age after we go to break. And as we go to break, precious, we got to ask what we do here each week on the Y'all Show when we have you, Graces. We have to ask a trivia question. Speaking of legends, who took blue sh- blue suede shoes to number one on the Billboard Country Singles Chart back on this day in 1956? Yes, blue suede shoes, the number one country song back in 56. I know y'all know the answer. Oh, do you? Do you now? We'll have the answer to that, and we'll got some great news about Bobby Bear. Oh, yeah. All that's coming up right after the break as we continue on with more of The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back. Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. 
Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? And did I hear you say he was meeting you here today? To take you to his mansion in the sky. We are back on the Y'all Show Precious. I think I hear you laughing. Why, why are you laughing? <laughs> Because I know I'm right. Yeah, she's right. I'll tell you why she's laughing. This is the Y'all Show, and this is our country music spotlight that we have on that's called Nashville Music Line. We're visiting with Music Row Insider Precious Harris, talking country music and more from Nashville, Tennessee. We asked a trivia question before we left for break. We also were talking about Charlie Daniels, and because of everybody being on the Internet these days, I couldn't confirm how old Charlie Daniels is. And through the break, I was able to finally pull it up, and that's why Precious is laughing. She got the answer right. So I've got to have you answer the trivia question. But I, but I didn't Google it, though. I did it, like, with my own little blonde brain. <laughs> I'm not sure you're blonde. Anyway, it says that Charlie Daniels, 83 years young, which is the number that you predicted. So congratulations on that. Now, let's talk a little trivia question we asked before the break. And, by the way, we're playing a song right now. That coming back from break that I'm going to get Precious to weigh in on. It's not the one that the trivia question's about. Who took Blue Suede Shoes to number one on the Billboard Country Singles Art chart back on April 8th, 1956? Who was that? I think I know the answer, but you tell me, Precious. Okay, it was, guess who? Carl Perkins. Well, most people would have said Elvis. Elvis, yeah. But see, a lot of people don't realize. See, a lot of people think because Elvis sang it, he wrote it. Which was a lot of, you know, uh, a mentality back then. They didn't realize that songs were written by some other songwriters. But uh, anyway, but yeah, Carl Perkins, uh, he actually, he wrote, of course, but Elvis cut it, Buddy Holly cut it, Eddie Cochran cut it, and several others. I think one of the biggest songs that was covered, you know, that someone just kept cutting and cutting and cutting was Yesterday. Hmm. by the Beatles. I remember looking in uh, ASCAP, looking, researching for a songwriter when I was doing some mechanical license stuff. And I thought it has been cut like over 185 different artists cut yesterday. Today or yesterday? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just <kidding>. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> by the way. And don't forget that today now too, because remember the day after the jam, all flip is going on. You got crazy stuff happening in Nashville. In the entertainment industry and crazy stuff in LA. So, trying to see the logistics of travel from the volunteer jam mm. to the ACM awards the next night and the American awards the same night in Nashville at the Ryman, it's going to be it's going to be a logistics nightmare for the publicists and the managers. Yeah, but, like, it, you know, if it if it happens the way everybody's trying to pull this together, we're going back to where Charlie Daniels Volunteer Jam is scheduled for mid September. We hope that happens, but mm-hmm. you've got all these country music things going on. Precious, you're going to have the Kentucky Derby pushed back to Labor Day weekend. You've got mm-hmm. hopefully college football might be starting back around that time. You still might have baseball going on. There's going to be a zillion things going on. So that's the downside of the coronavirus. That when things do pick up. 
people are going to be trying to catch their breath from what they missed out on and it's all going to be shoved into about a three-month window and there's just going to be so many things going on i don't know how we're going to be able to withstand it but congratulations to jackson tennessee's i believe he is originally from lake county tennessee up where you have a real foot lake area is where carl perkins was born and raised but he of course synonymous with jackson and madison county in tennessee and that song that he wrote there number one on the country chart blue suede shoes now let's keep it in west tennessee for your analysis on this story that broke from over the weekend precious as the songwriter of delta dawn as well as reuben james a song written about madison county tennessee the courthouse there reuben james Delta Dawn songwriter Alex Harvey passed away this past weekend, and I know Tanya Tucker, who took that song to be a big hit for her, was very, very poignant when she came out with a release after his announcement of his passing. Your thoughts on Alex Harvey, who also, besides a songwriter, he was an actor as well. I think he was in The Blind Side. He was in the movie Gettysburg and some other movies, and he passed away the writer of a great song like Delta Dawn. Yes, he... uh Actually, a lot of people, and I even asked him because I was, you know, because they said all the folks around Brownsville think she's crazy. Well, I'm from Brownsville, Kentucky. So I just, everybody in Brownsville said, oh, it's us. It's this Brownsville. It's not Brownsville, Tennessee. No, it's Brownsville, Texas. So um, I asked him, and he said he geared it toward, he said, people can, he said, I know you probably wouldn't be from Brownsville, Kentucky, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah. His his hometown is Brownsville, which is Haywood County, which is between Jackson, Tennessee, and Memphis, Tennessee, is where Brownsville is. Yeah, said it was probably it's Brownsville, Tennessee, but he said he let people in Brownsville, Texas think it was there. But he actually had a really good sense of humor when I got to meet him many years ago. Yeah, was it Tim Pan South? I think I got to meet him then. Yeah, it's been about twelve. It's been a while. It's yeah. before i was married so tanya, it's been a bit tanya tucker's release said even though my record was released march of 1972 the song is still just as great 48 years later i am so sad t- today with tears flowing i thank god for alex harvey his song my life my career and my fans as i find myself grateful and thankful knowing my life would have been so different without the iconic delta dawn and her creator alex harvey i know alex was a man of god and today he got his wings to that mansion in the sky thank you alex i'll meet you there someday when it's my time to fly an indebted tanya tucker that's that was tanya no it's think about it it's the most iconic song just the first three bars even music other genres know it it's such an iconic i mean her career her 50 almost 50 year career probably surpasses depending her age but it's probably over 50 when she actually had her she was 13 when it hit the top of the charts Mm. just turned 13 recorded when she was 12 she has built her lifetime her fame and fortune off that song and tanya tucker enjoying a bit of a comeback here this year and still she can have the comeback but people are always going to know her for Delta Dawn and the hit Dawn, yes. that that song was written by Alex Harvey. Hey, looking at the current hits on the charts, Ingrid Andrus's More Hearts Than Mine is at number five. Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, his main squeeze, are at number four with Nobody But You. Gabby Barrett's I Hope is three. Brett Young and Catch is two. And Jordan Davis at number one, Slow Dance in a Parking Lot. Congratulations to Jordan Davis, the Louisiana native and LSU alum with a big hit yes. right there. I got to ask you, 
you about Ingrid Andrus. That's somebody we haven't spoken a lot about on the show, but I got a press release about her, and she evidently has made history as having like one of the highest charting songs for a, a female newcomer or something like that. Fill me in. Yeah, I actually uh, I have been known known about her coming up in the ranks in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, she was signed to Warner Brothers, but she actually, because of her success touring, she's almost like a pop artist that's hit the mainstream country. Okay, because she's got a very soulful voice, and it's not country, but she had quiet as the room was so quiet you could have heard a teardrop no point then intended during the country radio seminar she was on the new faces show and if you wasn't a fan that night you were when you left she's amazing and if you get a chance it's probably one of the best female albums i have heard even though it mixes a lot of pop influence in it it's so soulful it reminds me of a Sarah McLaughlin of country. She's just got this wonderful, wonderful vocal ability that I haven't heard in a very long time from a female. And her album, now, Ingrid Andrus, Ladylike, yes. it is the highest streaming country female debut album of all time. And it's got that top five single, More Hearts than mine quickly as we wrap up our conversation with precious harris i gotta tell you a little bobby bear news he's going to release great american saturday night a concept album written entirely by the late shell silverstein and recorded in 1978 what more can you tell us about great american saturday night miss p well of course bobby bear is one of those uh, he's been here since the late 50s but he, his son, I actually knew his son really well, Bobby Bear Jr. He's a very much, uh, right now they call it Americana, but back then it was called Alternative Rock. But uh, he used to be roommates with Deanna Carter's first husband, Chris, uh, DeCro- uh, Chris DeCroce. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's him. And uh, before, she, uh, before they got married. But he was, I remember him used to sing at our get-togethers. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I wish he would be on country radio. But, of course, country radio had Alan Jackson at the time, Clint Black. So there was not a lot of room for an alternative rock voice. But he still had the the, the, the echoes of his dad's traditionalism in his voice. But anyway, but Bobby Bear, you know, he had Detroit City 500 miles. And he is 85 years old. Hmm. So he's older than Charlie Daniels by two years. How about that? Hey, speaking of birthdays this week, we want to wish everybody who's celebrating birthdays all the best, including today's birthday boy, John Schneider, the New York native. He turns officially 60 years old. Happy birthday, Bo Duke. Also this week, you got a birthday coming up on Friday for Marin Morris. She turns 30 years old. And then this weekend, Jim Lauderdale and Mississippi's own Steve Azar have birthdays. Precious Harris, thank you so much for everything you provide us right here on the Y'all Show. And we look forward to catching up with you again next week. And a very happy Easter to you and yours. Happy Easter, and everybody have a wonderful good Friday. Bye, y'all. Okay, Precious Harris, Nashville Music Line. Well, that will conclude our show today. We'll see you, not tomorrow. We're actually going to, speaking of Easter, we're going to take off Thursday and Friday. We'll be back here with an all-new show on Monday. Our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, will be with us, and we'll have all the COVID-19 updates and more, all with a Southern perspective. 
Until that time, have a great couple of days as it's Holy Week for our Jewish friends again at sundown tonight. Passover begins. Our Christian friends, Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, as well as Easter Sunday. And we'll be right back here for what we'll call Y'all Monday. And that'll be our next brand new episode of the show that's all about the South. Until that time, John Rawl signing off. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.